Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Zampa. I'm Brady Steffel. And I'm Annie Larner. You know, actually, when I was introing that, I always wanted to do like a PBS voice or something like that. Hello and welcome to Side Dish. Hello. And your podcast about Longmont. But, you know, yeah, I <laughs> you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. Yeah. My, one of my favorite bits from that entire thing is um, they have like the local PBS style channel. And they're like, just, it's always like that. Hello and welcome to Men. Yeah. And then one of the shows that they have is jazz. Jazz plus jazz equals jazz. And they just play two <laughs> jazz songs over the top right. of each other. That's right. Yes. Or in cacophony. And you, you see the guy like wincing when they started. It's so funny. It's like this crazy. Oh, man. Show. Yeah. So uh, how are you both doing? How, how are things going? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. good. Uh, Annie, what do you got? Yeah. Any exciting uh, going on in your life this week or? I repotted oh, a man. tree. Hey, good job. You repotted a tree? Two two trees, yeah. Yep, okay. yep. Yeah, yeah I, got, no I got a lime figures. tree. Oh, okay. Oh, lime trees. I was like, yeah, why do you have trees in pots? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Little, How big are they? Um, tree size. I don't know, like six feet wide? You know, four nice. or five feet tall, six yeah. feet tall. In the house? So, yeah, it was doing pretty your, well. Your dog doesn't bother those? No, dogs leave. I mean, no, they're, they're lime trees. They don't have much interest in that. Um, they leave, yeah, pretty good. He uh, spins his wheels pretty good when the guy comes to deliver tea. Like here's a, here's a grouse. I'll get to, I'll get back to the live tree in a minute. But like UPS, if UPS gets a hold of your information, they just they really want to let you know what's going on with the status of your package. It's just insane because <laughs> like I've gotten three messages. We bought some tea from Amazon because it's hard to find in town the type that we want, and so we bought this tea and it's like a box of tea and it's like just to let you know your order has shipped and then it's like okay. Just to let you know, your order's coming tomorrow. It's like, okay. It's like, yeah, just you. to let you know, thank your you. order is almost there. Like, just to let you know, we delivered your order. Yeah. And then the dog loses his mind. And then it's like, yeah, your order's there. It's like, well, thank you. Wow, holy cow. <laughs> it's intense. Um, so that was good. But no, we have a lime tree. Bought it from the flower bin and planted it kind of on a whim, thinking, you know, let's, let's try it. And um, we've gotten a few limes off it. We get, I wheel it out in the spring and I put it in the, in the winter. Um, and it, it was doing really well, but it's like, it was root bound. And the problem that I had is that the shape of the pot that it was in was sort of like a wine glass where it's bulbous and then like tapered again to get narrow at the top. And so I like flipped the thing on its side yeah. and I could, cause the root ball was so big. Yeah. I was going to say the root ball is not going to come out of that. Right. And it's like this beautiful pot. Again, we got it from the flower bin. Like I, I don't know how often I'd splurge on a big pot like that. Right. There was a point where I'm like, either I got to start hacking or hit this thing with a hammer. Cause like, <laughs> I was just, well, I got it out and um, transplanted it and it's, it, you know, it was a bit wilty for a while. It looks like it's rebounding pretty yeah, well. So pretty um, intense. Well, we got this huge thing made out of recycled tires from Home Depot and it's, it's massive. It's like 21 inches or something. It's huge. Um, got that from Home Depot, stuffed it in there. Uh, and then I put our Norfolk pine into the pot that the old tree was in. And then that Norfolk pine pot sits empty. Who knows? Maybe we'll go buy another. Re- reduce and reuse there. Brady yeah. Stample. And also, you know, I love all the plugs, you know. Flower yeah. not a sponsor. Anyway. Um, bin, if you're looking for a, a local podcast to sponsor. Annie, are, sponsor. Uh, are you been repotting, repotting any any plants or trees there, Annie, or anything no, else? No, no, no. We did. We we got through the Valentine's Day Monday. Did, yes. did not go out as promised, mm. uh, but did get some flowers, which was nice. And Sunday we went and we went over to uh we were working on Valentine's with my son and we went and got candy at um Guys, 
we call it the uh, Buffalo ice cream shop in our house. Oh, so yeah. Scrumptious. Uh, scrumptious. scrumptious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys got the big Buffalo on the wall that like moves back and forth. They've got this big Buffalo head. Oh, all right. Can, like, I just know the pig on the outside. Isn't there a pig on the outside of that? The pig. pig? Yeah, yeah, my dogs pig on the are outside. afraid of the pig. I mean, this is a really cool candy shop, but the inside has like some fearsome decor a little bit. They've got this this buffalo and my kids like this buffalo has kind of haunted them, which I kind of, I like the irony of like haunting things inside of a candy shop. I mean, I think that's probably intentional, but they've all, they've thought about this buffalo. Like it's not been on their mind from like a really young age. And so we always call it the Buffalo ice cream shop and they're slightly scared, but also really want to go there because there's lots of candy and ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a really cool store in what is it? uh, Between like fifth and sixth on main street. Um, I believe it's between fourth and yes. Fifth and correct yeah. yeah and so yeah it's called scrumptious and then they have ice cream tons of candy some weird yeah. obscure candy too as yeah well. some old-fashioned yeah. candy like stuff yeah. you just can't find and so we went and picked up some valentine's day candy there and put those together and did had the old the, party and andy did you get the hearts is that what you went for oh Bone oh gosh no 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 we were really rude actually we went for these blow pops that are blue and turn your kid's mouth blue and i'm sure it was like to the utter irritation of every parent of those children and because they can like they get everywhere all the lips the tongue and then we got some sugar daddies just to go old school you know the blow pop is a cool underrated underrated candy i think you know you got this cool lollipop and you got gum in the middle and you got gum at the end it's awesome yeah Mm -hmm. for me razzle razzle underrated undervalued Mm -hmm. candy you know Mm -hmm. it kind of tastes like chalk and then it turns into gum yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Weird. I still I do like the hearts because it's like bone meal chalk and rose water. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the best description. How can anyone it's like, like that? A, it's like a Tums. You're eating it is like a Tums. Yeah. Tums are more delicious. Mind. I'd eat a Tums over a candy heart any <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> mint, mint, uh, minty Tums, I really don't mind. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, well, so that, that a, pig outside yeah. is scrumptious, like. We walk by my big dog. He's like 90 pounds. And he's terrified of that thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's like so scared of it. He's average. like, oh, no, here it comes. Um, so, yeah. Was that pig done by like a low? That's like an art project or one of these public art projects, isn't it? Part of or I not? I don't think so. It's no. its own thing. I don't think it's an art and public places project. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, so okay. somebody reach out to us at side dish long at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, what's let us know what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Unlike, Speaking of what's right. up, what a good segue. Uh, what you got around town? And I, I got, got a few things, but go I ahead. got a thing that I didn't know was a thing. There's a I got a fix you can find. Yeah, there's an app for the Longmont Waste Service. Did you know this? So what you know, am I to do I've with the Longmont Waste Service? Yeah. Well, is it to help you know when your trash yeah. and recycle goes out? Yeah. So I no proceed. I, I'm curious about this. Yeah. So honestly, it's got a thousand downloads. Pretty good for um a lot like a Longmont app. Um, yeah. 300 reviews and it's got like a 4.8 rating people were i was seeing it on 300 reviews that's pretty like right and i'm going like what's it but it says yeah so useful to get reminders the night before you have garbage to take out it reminds me to take out garbage or recycling and i think it says with the holiday week which day you're going to get your pickup oh man well you know they used to make it so that you could add your trash calendar to your google calendar and I, i did that for a while and it was really helpful but then somehow it got messed up when I changed some settings or something, and I was never able to figure out how to do it again. And maybe they went away with that and just started this app. So that's really good news. So I'm yeah. super spoiled because, like, ahead, Brady. Yeah. my my alley, like, you put all of the trash cans on the one side, and everybody just lines it up 
on the on the alley by the fences. And my side is the side that always gets picked up. So I don't ever have to do anything with mine. I just have to make sure all my junk goes out Monday night before uh, they, they show up on Tuesday. So I'm super spoiled. But they were they mentioned this on the subreddit, like, oh, get this, get the app. It's really good. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what happens? What, what I'm going to yeah. get it right now. So it was not only is it get amazing reviews, but they're saying, hey, on the subreddit, say this is one of the things that they like. You're asking, does the law, does the subreddit do anything but just take a dump all over the city? It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> talk up the trash app. I mean, we're talking about, yeah, exactly. We're talking about waste management. So, you know, yeah. absolutely. But, Wait, uh, so Brady, name the app. What can I search for? I just searched for Longmont on the Google Play thing, and it, but it's Longmont Waste Services is all it shows Longmont up. Longmont Waste Services. Yeah. So, right. you know, I, I have a hack here for both of you. I don't understand <laughs> this. I just put a calendar reminder in my calendar. It just tells me no. when the compost. <laughs> you know, yeah, but then what about holidays? I don't holidays? need an app yeah, to holidays. tell me about that. Well, holidays, holidays are so it can be one day later. It's no, it's like, a well, and you do. how do you know which weeks they're honoring holidays that change the trash or not? It doesn't change. It's just one day after. What, what about inclement weather, Eric? Don't worry about that too much. Okay, nothing. No, comes just up take with your garbage. I just feel like you're, just take your garbage so can out to the curb. It. So the other thing I have to ask you, Brady, it's really no, interesting. Really you have very respectful neighbors in your alley because for me, our trash cans are on our side of the street all the time. This our side of the alley all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. So nobody takes theirs and brings it to the other side of the alley. They're always on our side of the alley. Now, everybody's pretty good about it. They, yeah. yeah, they they um they keep them on their side. They drag it over and and whatever. So it's wow, good. it's interesting. Yeah, right, I mean, is, it doesn't bother us either way. But it is funny when they're stacked. Did up I ever mention effects. that there was a guy on the subreddit who was like, I think somebody's passive aggressively targeting me. In the last, it was like, there's been three instances recently where somebody's put dog poop in my garbage can, and I'm like, what? You know? And so they they ask it. It's like, yeah. Three times over the last nine months, I found <laughs> a single thing of dog poop in my garbage can. And I'm going like, okay. And I feel what I feel bad for is the people who live on the corners uh, by the alleys in Old Town because the people throw their dog poop in there all the time. I mean, who cares? It's better right? than it being on the ground. Yeah, no, that's, well, the thing. Thing. Like, that's a philosophical question. So if you go outside, your trash can is full. Do you put something else in somebody else's trash can? On Monday morning after like eight, I will. Why, why specifically Monday morning or Tuesday morning? Sorry. Before trash comes on. on oh, that okay. Morning. okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. otherwise I usually, I mean, we don't ever overfill it unless like there's been extra stuff from woodworking or we're cleaning something out. There's a bunch of junk, but if I have that, it's sort of an unwritten rule. I don't even talk to one of my neighbors. And it's like, yeah, I don't care. And they're yeah. like, uh, I mean, yeah, you... what does it matter? It's all going in the same place. And mm-hmm. if it's not full, if you're not adding to now, if you're throwing a bunch of stuff in there and maybe without permit, it's a, it's a sliding scale, Eric. It's not, it's not black or white here. If you got like piece of dog poop, go for it. Yeah. Small, for for, go for, for it. example, you know? um, large appliance, go for it. Right. A week <laughs> or two ago, one of my neighbors had some renovation work done and the people who did it threw all of their garbage into every single can on the block. Yeah. See, so that's all that's, of the recycling that's crossing the line. That's, all of the, that's re- the tipping point. The recycling bins and the compost bins too. So it was like old tiles and wood stuff. And it's like, so there, I, you know, I didn't catch it ahead of time, but I saw the recycling guy come and he like poured all of this construction materials into the recycling. And it's like, come on. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, I, I will say that I had a conversation with a neighbor, an alley neighbor, and he was throwing sticks at his recycling bin. And I'm like, <laughs> And he was, it was just more of like confusion. He thought he could just throw it in there. Right. I'm like, well, you probably want a compost bin. 
Yeah. yeah. That's, that's when in doubt, what you're looking for. When in doubt, throw it out. That's what they say. Yeah, People have gotten exactly. a little, a little, uh, do, do you guys know if like, we're still in that state where recycling isn't like actually being recycled or, or are we beyond that? Is it? Yeah. I mean, I think some so stuff should be even being recycled. 9% of all plastic is recycled. Yeah. yeah. That's and it. Like, so, I mean, is it actually more energy overall to recycle right now? So like, I that's think it goes to one a, place and then comes right back to, I mean, wouldn't it be, is it like faster and less like overall fuel to just throw it to the, will it just go straight to the landfill if that's where it's going to end up anyway? Uh, that's a really great question. question. And yes, you would probably presume, actually it was a great article that somebody wrote recently about recycling and really we need to reduce. That's the way we get right. Past. That, uh, ultimately you know, like, reduce. Yeah. Absolutely. Just reduce. Don't buy the stuff. You know, don't buy right. single-use plastic and all that stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, glass is not glass doesn't have a much of a market. Paper is pretty much not much of a market because we're becoming a paperless world. So it's I don't know. It's very interesting. We should have somebody from like I know I've always on, wanted to ask yeah. someone who actually knows like what is the most like what's going to create the least you know take the least amount of energy to deal with that you're like tossing out and then where to put things because we've just been raised to recycle and it feels like total sin to not recycle something like it's really really hard but if you know for sure that it's going to be a better like to just not recycle i'd love to know maybe we'll have to see if we can find someone yeah so it looks like we have our guest on the the show right now so i want to welcome in susan and susan i am not going to try to butcher your last name so i'd love you to pronounce it for (laughs) us so if you could welcome in sure yeah my name is susan my last name is lorejo lorejo yeah, Susan Lorejo. Okay. And Susan, thank you so much for joining us. And Susan is a recipient of an Entrepreneurship for All, E for All Award Whoa. recently. Awesome. And E for All does a really cool way of, of encouraging new entrepreneurship in the community. And, and really in broader terms, it's really kind of Boulder County, if you will. But predominantly, they try to do stuff in Longmont and the St. Great Valley, but also in around the surrounding area. And what's really neat is I've been a participant on the judges panel and such. And so I, I feel really nervous for you because you got to present your concept and as well as other people, but it's a very um, welcoming and affirming, I think, group. And so I think that's really pretty cool. And so you're a recipient and I just wanted, we just wanted to bring you on so you could talk about Susan's samosas and who you are and what you're up to. So take it away, Susan. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, Yeah, thank you for having me over here. And my name is Susan Lorejo, and I'm a founder of Susan Samosas. Uh, Susan Samosas of a unique and pathetic flavor of South Sudan, uh, made by your truly, and I intend to share the food I love with the world I love. And uh, if you never had a samosas, Sudanese samosas are kind of history from my home country. They are filled with the uh, different type of vegetables and uh, Meat and uh, even fruit, sometimes uh, chocolate for dessert. Also, mm. yeah, and our samosas are made uh, with fresh ingredients, um, including organic fruits and vegetables. And uh, we are source of our grass fed meat also uh, from local farm here throughout uh, Colorado. Uh, Susan Samosas also offer pickup deliveries and catering services throughout Boulder and Denver counties as well. Oh, that's awesome. So Susan, when you talk about your home countries, like what specifically are you talking about as far as country? Uh, we, uh, the samosas that we make uh, is from 
my uh, from my country from South Sudan. Okay. So yes. Oh, wonderful. And so, what brought you to like what what made you think like I shouldn't say made you think, but what did how how did you have the idea to create a samosa business, if you will? I mean, how did that come about? Well, uh, it's kind of a long story, but uh, to make it short, I I wish I was actually I was a preschool teacher. Uh, during pandemic, I got laid off, and I I st- I come up with the idea of just making samosas because I used to make samosas just for lunch for my son to send it to school with him, and then um, after I got laid off, I I was thinking like maybe this is a time for me to start my samosas business, and I have friends that they were ordering during that time, and I just started making samosas. That's how I come up with samosa's business. <laughs> <laughs> and then your plans, you're doing this currently out of your home. Is that correct? Or No, right now. I don't do it at my home. I rent a commercial kitchen here in oh. Bowl. Oh, wonderful. Okay, yes. great. And then, so if people want to get a hold of you, like how do they go about ordering samosas and catering and other things? Like we're, we're about shameless plugs. So you can mm-hmm. certainly plug your business as much as you want to. So if you want to give a website or whatever else, let us know. Of course. Yeah, I do have a website and I also, um, I send people emails. I also advertise my business through uh, social media, like Facebook and Instagram as well. But right now my website is coming up and um, it's working right now. Susan, oh, wonderful. Susansamosas.com, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm there right now. It's, it's very bright and fun. It's awesome. So in, I want to tell you, Susan, that most people associate samosas, I think in this area with, like cuisine of India and such. Mm-hmm. And so what is what is uniquely, are there differences between Sudanese samosas and maybe an Indian preparation? Great. Well, um, actually we have a different kind of, um, they're not similar. Indian samosas are kind of different, but uh, they kind of have some, the same flavor up on it. But my uh, Sudanese samosas, we have different kind of flavors. Every like um, vegetable samosas for Indian, they only have peas and potatoes on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Sudanese samosas, I uh, we have different kind of vegetable. Like for me, I have like five type of ingredients in my samosas, uh, different kind of vegetables in there. And also for the meats, I put different, I, I put like fresh vegetables as well. And for Indian, they use only one type of um, vegetable, like peas or maybe carrots, but mine has a it. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thanks for that, for that differentiating the, the difference between the two cuisines. I appreciate that very much. And yeah. So how would people go about ordering? Is it online ordering or how do they go about doing that? Yeah, they usually they go online ordering and they also reach out to me. They will call me and put their orders and then I'll just make the orders. Yes. And so I have a form that I like a Google form. I, I send it to the customer who want it and then they will fill it up and then I will receive that their orders. And then how and many are you people... delivering in like oh, just Longmont or outside of Longmont? Where all are you, do you deliver? I do. I deliver it in Long. I, I'm actually, I was delivering uh, just 30 minutes away. I, I delivered it to Longmount and Erie today. Great. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And so do, uh, do you have employees now too as well? Or is it just you or how, just how are you me. living? Well, oh my just gosh. Myself for now. And you're running around and doing deliveries and baking and everything. Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you have, 
I'm trying to remember because I sat in, I think, in your your pitch, so to speak, and and I think you were you were kind of aspirational and hoping that maybe you'd be able to have maybe some extra help. And maybe I'm incorrect about that, but I think what do you, what sort of aspirations or what sort of uh, things do you look for in the future as far as the growth of the company? Well, I have um, like a lot of goals right now in the future. Hopefully, in couple three months, maybe I will hire somebody to help me because I have a, a local store here that they um, they order samosas every week, every week, two hours a week, and I deliver it to their store. They sell it to their customers. So, and hopefully, I will get more uh, stores that I can um, have a business with them. So then I will. Hire somebody who can help in the kitchen and also maybe somebody who does uh, deliveries as well as while I'm cooking in the kitchen. That's wonderful. So do you, so you said you were a preschool teacher, is that correct? Or, yeah, I was a preschool so teacher. So are there any similarities between a preschool teacher and starting a business at all? Well, I actually, I enjoyed um, working with the kid as well. I worked with the kid for 10 years, but um Having my own business is really, it's helping me, it's opened my mind because um, I'm a single mom. I'm usually, I don't call myself, I'm a single mom. I'm just a regular mother as well. But I, because I can have flexibility of like picking up my son from school and also I'll take him to the kitchen and we, he can help me in the kitchen as well. Like today we, I pick him up from school and then we just, um, we deliver it together and then we come home. So, and um Compared to teaching, also is it was kind of hard. I can't get any time to spend with my son. Mm-hmm. I'm so um, mm. grateful for this business because mm. I will be able to spend time with my son and pick him up. He doesn't have to go to daycare as well, so I don't have to spend extra money to pay for a daycare. Well, that's wonderful, and and what a great idea to like do something and be brave enough to do it. And a lot of people talk about doing something, you know, either a business or something like that, but very few are brave enough to do it. So we commend you in doing that. And um, just uh, what what would uh, it, it sounds like you do a lot of events, too, as far as catering and that sort of thing. We have some nonprofit organizations that listen to us and listen to the podcast. So uh, sounds like you might maybe we can drum up some extra catering business for you too as well. <laughs> that would be really great. <laughs> Yes, I'm looking. Actually, I was just after this, I'm going to uh, email some uh, like group companies that I can maybe catering for them or like corporate businesses, places. So I will be sending email tonight. Good. <laughs> Susan, if I wanted to order samosas for my family for dinner and there's like four of us eating, how many samosas would we need to feed us? So I usually recommend three to four samosas for adult or two samosas and for the kid probably two samosas for okay for the kids yeah okay it's about a dozen samosas we could eat all that and you could just like order that that day and get it or is it like will we get it maybe order a day ahead how what's the lead time i usually sometimes i i'm always prepared if somebody want to order today they can give me like maybe two hours and then I can just prepare to deliver it to them. Cool. I usually give my customers like 24 hours a day before, let them mm-hmm. get notice and then I will put everything together. And do they freeze well? Can you put them in the freezer? Yes, you can freeze it and then you can reheat them in the oven. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you. That's oh, great. That's I will be calling. Yeah. <laughs> well, Annie's always one for looking for different places to go get some food as well as all of us well, are. So family dinner pick yeah. takeout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Susan, anything else we haven't asked you or I haven't asked you that you'd love for our listeners to know about? I don't think so. I think you guys asked me all the questions, but if you have any other question that you want to answer, I'll be happy to answer. Absolutely. And you can check out her website at susansamosas.com. And you can order some samosas for you for dinner. If you're looking for dinner, if you're looking for catering, um, we encourage you to go on the site and place your order, but uh, they are delicious. So um, I uh, I can certainly uh, vouch for that. So, Oh but, my gosh, uh, I'm looking at your Instagram and these samosas <laughs> look amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Susan, thanks so much for joining us today. And we really appreciate it. And again, you know, congratulations on winning that award. That was a lot of competition. There was a lot of competition, a lot of great organizations. So congratulations. Okay. I appreciate you guys. You guys right. are amazing and I'm grateful. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. you. All Thank right. You, Take care. Bye. All right, that was Susan of Susan Samosas, um, one of the E for All winners in this last pitch contest. And what's really kind of cool about it is, is that they do a pitch contest. It's not like a Shark Tank thing, though. It's not creepy and <laughs> it's actually very collaborative and actually very. You should go home and just set fire to your business because it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Burn it down and hope that the insurance company doesn't catch wind of it because it's the only way you're going to make any money. Eric, can really you give can for, you give the quick background on E for? I mean, I think I know about E for all, but like yeah. for the rest of us, like how it they targeted Longmont and the economic development, they were involved in pulling them here, right? Like it's pretty yeah, cool that they're here. So well, um, so E for all was for, is originally from Massachusetts, so they they did a kind of a, a piloted pro- program there to get entrepreneurs, and really we're talking about Main Street businesses, so to speak. Not like tech. That's not really what they do. Right. They do, you know, main street businesses. And so they've got a great, I think it was Brookline where they did a, um, they did one of their first um, funding rounds for somebody and the person that they did, and I'm going to get this wrong, but she wanted to do a bakery and she was an immigrant. And so she did a bakery and now she employs like 150 people. And oh, it's like wow. four bakeries or something like that. And it's just an amazing story of just somebody who actually, you know, went out and had an idea and then was able to get some support and funding. Cause there's not mm-hmm. just mo- a little bit of money. There's also this mentorship that occurs. Right. I think day. it's like mostly mentorship yeah. and then some funding, right? Absolutely. So the funding isn't like huge. You're not going to get millions right. of dollars, but you're right. You're you're getting some money and some investment there to to help you with some things. But uh so yeah, then they were they were maybe looking for another spot and they were encouraged by a venture capitalist to come out here and it's been really pretty cool. And so uh some of the people that they have turned out, and in fact, we're gonna have some more people and guests that have, have actually received the award from this last cool. spring, sorry, last yeah. fall, and we'll have more guests on there talking about their companies. One is doing products from Costa Rica, and so there's there's some really cool things um, going out there and um, encourage everybody to check out you for all and just see who some of the recipients have been and, nice. and frequent the business, patronize the businesses. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'll be getting some samosas this week. And we should probably get Caroline on the, on the, as a guest sometime from E for all, just so she can yeah, talk a that'd be more awesome. coherently mm-hmm. about it than I can. But um, so uh, um, yeah. speaking of yeah. startups, I wanted yes. to shout out a business that I learned about this week called um, Wanderbox. And these guys, they, this is a, 
manufacturer of like expedition vehicles. And if you've ever heard of what's their competitor, like Earthrome, I think Earthrome is one of the market leaders in this. And they make these, like, if you can envision, like if armored vehicles started building Winnebago's, but like they could only travel on the Oregon trail or something. (laughs) It's like (laughs) super like wreck vehicle, like big old tires. And they're like, like, super like tricked out sort of and you can go like, yeah. way off in the country but they look like their motorhomes almost but like way cool and sporty so anyway they um this group called wanderbox they are they've got some funding and they're putting out a competitive a competing product that's supposed to be pretty awesome and they just got like a manufacturing space out in mead um oh, wow. recently hmm. like fourteen thousand square feet and they're gonna be <laughs> yeah entering the market i think they got some funding and stuff so be watching out for this longmont company. so is it so annie just is it like a vehicle conversion or is it a vehicle that they're building are you converting they build the vehicles right okay. they like build them and i think wow. they're bringing a prototype out to like some show this spring or something but and um, so what is the name again What's the name? Wanderbox. W A like Vonder, like German. Oh, like, Vonder. Yeah. Vonderbox. Yeah. Okay. And like, but box and then box. Okay. Oh my gosh. W-A-N-D-E-R. That's really cool. That's yeah. A super huge interesting. Space, so that's awesome. I know. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going for it. Kind of go yeah. big or go home. Oh, that's cool. That'd be somebody yeah. that'd be awesome to have on the podcast. Yeah. The, the earth yeah. roaming, mm-hmm. like those things are, I mean, they ain't cheap. Like that, Brady, that's a flex to own one of those. Yeah. Yeah, Brady, yeah. <laughs> you and I talked about a guy who was doing like conversions, and I don't think that was the same. There's a right, there's like a company on conversions on Main Street, yeah. right across from um, yeah. the Main Street South Main Station. Yes, like on First or Second, there's a place called Ross Monster, and they yep. do oh, I think yeah. high end, yeah, basically yeah. van conversion bills. And they I I mean drive past it all the time. It's sort of on my way out. Yeah, like van life stuff. Yeah, it's and it, they're nice. I mean, they make I from what I've seen on the site, they look great. Um, so they're you know, like some pretty high end stuff built on the inside. The earth roamers are like, if you've got, I don't know, like you, you sold your business or whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. go. And yeah, it's, they, they ain't cheap. Dream. Yeah. But they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty cool too. So. So speaking naively, what, what is an earth roam roamer then? Like, is it something that it's I like a giant van and giant yeah. things and whatever. It's like a giant van. And it's I, like, they, they look, it truly looks like a super sporty, like armor vehicle Winnebago. Okay. But with like awesome. killer tires. <laughs> yeah. So you're like in that dystopian world and you're going to live out of your van and roam the world. Yeah. It almost yeah. looks like they look futuristic. It's pretty crazy what these okay. things look like. I'm going to pull a picture for you. Nice. They're nuts. That's really cool. The other one, I and while you're looking up that picture, I'll mention that I was in Prospect today having a coffee meeting at Cave Girl Coffee. Yeah. Good coffee mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a place called The Wheelhouse. And are you familiar with this place? No. So anyway, it is a community pottery studio in Longmont. Oh, cool. And so it is, uh, you can do, and it's like, it's not like the paint your own pottery. It's literally doing the pottery and right. then doing what you want to glaze and that sort of thing. So you can learn about um, pottery and you can do a six-week six class there. So it's a great so way to start. And then they've got experienced potters to brush up on their skills or techniques and then they also have memberships. So if you need a kiln or if you need to get some time on a wheel or something like that, you can also do that. And then also they have date nights. This is crazy. Cool. Like I, and I, this is going to sound like, Oh, well, but just earlier today, about three hours ago, I was going, man, you know, if I can high school, I did pottery and it'd be kind of fun to do that again. I wonder, and then I was going, I wonder if I'd have to go. And then I'm like imagining myself at like community <laughs> college with a bunch of kids going, eh. but this is like, 
if I really get the mustard, this sounds like it could be pretty darn cool. It's um, pretty darn cool. So check out the wheelhouse and it's over at 1940 Ionosphere Unit A. So it's literally when you're going north on 287 and you're getting close to Prospect, you turn right and it's right there on the corner. They must cool. be doing something right because I'm looking at their classes right now and date night classes full. Tuesday morning, beginner wheel throwing classes full. Tuesday evening, all levels wheel th- full. full. Wow. Uh, Thursday evening, intermediate wheel throwing. You can still get in, but everything else looks to be um, basically full up. And it's like, well, I'll have to cycle back to the circle back around and see if uh, there's ever any way to get in. But good for them if they're doing it, because it's a it's a cool thing. Um, given what you can buy stoneware for, if you want to like get a mug oh, or yeah. something at uh, Miko. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, cool. And you've got an Instagram and obviously a website. And so, you know, just, I don't know, just, I think they've filled a niche, like you were saying. It's just like a lot of things are full. And so there's just a bit of a niche there. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, it's a, it's a cool thing. And it's so different because it's one of those things where I thought years ago, you know, a decade ago, like, oh, you know, it would be fun to do this. And then you think about it, it's like, where would I get clay? I don't have all the materials. I don't want the mess. I'm not going to buy a kiln. So like, okay, I guess I'll just not do it. And I've looked a couple times because there was a, um, there was a community of like in the, the Longmont, whatever classes flyer thing that comes out every spring and fall. Yeah. There was one in there like four years ago or something. And I was like, Oh, I should do this. This would be fun. And I tried to get Kelsey to do it with me. And she's like, no, nah, not really my thing. I'm like, well, I'll get it next time. And there's never been another one. Never. Yeah. So, looked no, it's a, it, you know, it's a pretty pricey hobby. So if yeah. you want to go full kiln yeah. and all that stuff, you've got to, you know, you've got a pretty expensive. good investment there. But so yes. this is kind of a neat bridge to that. So, yeah. hey, while you were over there, did you see the, any updates on the uh, Johnson's Corner little project? It looks beautiful. I mean, they're really cool. punching that one out. So it, it is making some good progress as, as people maybe not know and haven't listened to the podcast about this specific issue, but it's, it's an old gas station that apparently Jack Kerouac, the author, uh, visited. There's some debate about that, whether or not right. <laughs> that Johnson's Corner. But anyway, so he's, they grabbed this old, um, it's a freestanding, poured-in-place concrete structure done by a, a fairly um, famous architect. So they actually moved it to a prospect. It's been sitting there languishing for about 15 years. They're finally <laughs> redoing it. It looks actually pretty beautiful. It'll be like yeah, a it's gonna be awesome. restaurant. It's all and, Art Deco. Yeah, it's really cool. I so, but Deco. everything seems to be doing okay there. I mean, it kind of came through and, and prospect. Prospect's doing so. great. I've never things been are going to, on over there. Have you ever been to Primitive Beer? I've never been there. No, but I just had a conversation with some friends at my office the other day, a bunch of beer people asking who what they thought was the best beer in Longmont, like of the beer makers in yeah. Longmont. Yeah. And Primitive Beer was mentioned like a couple times. They all felt um. like in terms of just innovative, well done. I mean, some of the beers, I don't like to go too crazy with the with all the nutty ingredients and just things that are, but I mean, if you want to go on an adventure, I guess that's 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 good for that. But they thought Primitive Beer, that was it. Probably the worst beer I ever had was at um, one place. And I won't say where this was. It was an experimental. <laughs> it was experimental, and I just said I'd try a taste of it. It was Trix beer, like the cereal. Oh God! It was. Oh, dis- see, yeah, is, this, <laughs> is this the place that I'm thinking of? Like where they do the, the beer experiment? Where they do where they do shoes and running? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, Trix. someone else mentioned that shoes and brews was their favorite too. Oh, it's. Good. I don't know. Do you guys stuff, have a favorite? But you don't really yeah. drink beer, and you don't drink beer, so uh, yeah, I'll talk to myself here beer. for a minute. Let's see. You Talk to yourself. No, beer. actually, for me, so Bootstrap <laughs> has one of my favorite beers, and Upslope in Boulder has yeah. one of my favorite beers. So, yeah. 
Yeah. But I'm not an IPA. I'm not a stout guy. So I'm the wrong person. Oh, man. I, at first, I had a friend, you know, 10, 15 years ago who who was an IPA nut. And I'm like, how can you drink this Pines Hat? And once I, once I started drinking it, it's like, oh, my, it's so, I, I, for beer, that's one of the ones that I only really miss. Yeah. People love that. So it was great. You know, you can get, yeah. There's some good, there's some good gluten-free, alcohol-free beers being made. So. There's yeah, there's yeah. some that really aren't bad. There's some that are like, wow, it's it's basically Bud Light for like twelve dollars for a six rice beer. Yeah. I can just drink yeah, Bud. It's just yeah. all rice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Strapless at uh, Bootstrap got a gold medal for a non-alcoholic beer IPA. Hmm. Oh, cool. so at the beer festival, and so it's yeah. good. I mean, seriously, I really didn't tell much of a difference there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I got. I have some friends that got into it while their wives were pregnant, or friends yeah. of mine while they're pregnant that were exploring all the non-alcoholic beers, and it was not that bad. They found quite yeah. a few. Yeah. So, Annie, what's your favorite beer? So we're, since we're I don't know. Subject. I Well, I really love lagers. So I do love Wibby a lot. And I appreciate yeah. just going and getting like really solid lagers. I think Grossenbart makes really good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I always can count on that. Um, yeah, I think Bootstrap is good too. Some, I don't like everything at Bootstrap, but I think that there are some that are there. I'd put those all in the top for sure. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, that was the beer talk for today. So we'll move right along. Um, I have Mm -hmm. a bunch of events here I wanted to mention too, as well. Anybody else have anything about new businesses? Uh, Anything? I have one quick thing. This is not new business, but this timely for Black History Month. Um, I wanted to call out, and I'm sure lots of people know this story, but um, Gay Street in Longmont is named after a gentleman by the name of Sidney Howard Gay, who was one of the founding members of the Chicago, Colorado colony. And this individual, I think he was a writer for the Colorado Tribune or the Chicago Tribune. Um, He never even made it to Longmont, but was instrumental in its founding. I don't think he ever came out here, but he was very involved with underground railroad initiatives and he was an abolitionist and had a bunch of, had his hand, he partnered with, some fellow whose name I can't remember right now, but um, in a bunch of efforts and they were working pretty hard in that effort. And I just want to call out Sydney Howard Gay for hmm. Black History Month. All right, cool. And also I'd encourage people to go over to the Dairy Center too. Black History Month. They are having a photo exhibition. Um, one of the preeminent uh, persons who did actually, and I'm, I'm stalling here because I can't remember the person's name, but it is, uh, they did, he did a lot of photography with, with civil rights, sports, baseball, other things, celebrities. And so the nice. display is there until the end of February. And in fact, there's going to be a celebration at Mackey Auditorium with the Fisk Singers. It's a gospel oh, wow, cool. singing group. And so oh, cool. you look at Mackey Auditorium to, to see the Fist Singers again, Grammy nominated, Grammy award winning. Um, and so I'd encourage people to go see that. Uh, but yeah, lots going on. And, you know, again, uh, encourage people. And when I remember the gentleman's name, I will give that to you. So I love how you like stalling for that. You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. if I stall long enough, don't forget that I didn't say well, it's, it's you nice guys. that you guys, you guys really helped me out there too. You're, you're jumping in there and I can't <laughs> I didn't know what you're yeah, talking about. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so, a guy. Thank, uh... you. thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. It. Oh my gosh. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Uh, Withers. Thank you. Withers. Bill Withers. 
Go with uh, it. Is on to my tongue. Me. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. There ain't no sunshine when she's gone. <laughs> yeah. So the Withers exhibit, and make sure I got that name right. Ernest Withers. Sorry, I feel really stupid now. Ernest Withers, the Withers collection. Ain't no sunshine. It's a really great photos cool. that everybody should go see. Cool. You know what I was going to do for you guys this week? I was going to start putting together a summer camps of Longmont list. And I realized this list is like 800 items long because summer camps have taken over the world. It is so crazy. The number of like, and by camp, that's a loose term, right? Right. We're not talking about like go to the forest and start fires and like sleep in tents. We're not encouraging anybody to start fires. No, no. Hey guys, I got a can of gas. Who wants to start a camp? (laughs) No, by camp, I mean like over schedule your child with lots of activities all right. summer long, right. get them booked yeah. every week. And they put yes. these guides out in February because everything fills up and there's a million and one things to do this summer. It's crazy. But there are some pretty cool ones. The Longmont Museum has a good one. I was interested in that one. Uh, Crackpots. There was another art studio in town called o- Open Hands Art Camp with a couple local uh, artists who do some like art camps and horse camps, rock and roll camps, whatever you guys want, it can be found and plenty right here in Longmont. So you don't have to drive too far every day if you're taking. Exactly. And you know, yeah, the East coast mentality of camp is you bust your kids off. They go for four weeks or four months. I mean, they come back in the fall and then they go back to school. But yeah, I remember when I had a friend of mine from Boston and his mom would send him to camp, like literally like East coast, they go to camp and I'd be like, what is that? You know, I asked my mom, We didn't have that around here. So boarding camp. I know. Yeah. I mean, get them out of here. Just like so yeah. unhinged. We just ran around. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, camp for us was like, uh, yeah, I gotta go to work. You hold hold down the fort, would yeah, you? Exactly. And I'd be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Start fires. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, camp for me was like latchkey kid and hang out with your friends in the cul-de-sac until it was dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I did do camp. I remember I would do like a uh, camp, and it'd be like. Uh, go away into the black forest and go like to a camp or whatever. I mean, that was like fun. And that, and it was like, it's true name, you know, right. but now it's so, it's so different. I had to do yeah. boy scout summer camp once and I hated it. Really Brady. Really. Really. Hey, yeah. Speedwood, you guys gotten some girl scout cookies? Oh, of course. Bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. Do they have some gluten-free ones, Brady? You Not that in I there? know of. I think they do. Of course, they have gluten-free Girl Scout cookies. You know, they, have you seen the you new those? flavor though, Annie? They have a new flavor every year. They what have is a new it? flavor. This one is brownie with caramel in the middle of it and sea that's, salt. That sounds good. My that wife raves. Intense. My wife just thinks it's amazing. So yeah, it's I got flavor. It's not a brownie. Okay, cookie. what's your it's favorite Girl Scout cookie, Eric? Oh, thin mints, of course. Thin mints all day. Do you so eat thin them out mints of the all day. In fact, that was my that was my when I was a senior in college. That was my lunch. So I'd get a box of thin mints <laughs> and a diet coke, and that was my lunch. So Times really were different, huh? Because I could was, afford like yeah. ramen and whatever yeah. I could get from the restaurant. It was a buck. It was a buck twenty-five for a box. It was no big deal. You know, <laughs> you, know you guys. I have this memory when I was a kid. I used to do Girl Scouts. I, I hated Girl Scouts. I didn't like it that much, but I did do it for a few years, and I think I hated it because of the cookie specifically it was just right. it was terrible yeah. I just yeah. it was brutal and we would stand outside Kmart the Kmart at 21st and Main Street right that was our like right. sales spot our troops and just you know misery it was cold it was terrible you so know, why was you want to buy you'd ask people if they want to buy cookies or whatever but I have a very sharp very vivid memory of one gentleman who came and he came up and he blabbed my ear off for so long just blabbed my ear off and <laughs> I was like, boy, I just, I'm so miserable. And in the end, this sale, he bought a full case of thin mints 
And now today I'm like, oh, it's not even that big of a deal. But like at the time for me, this right. is like the sale of my life. Right. This was the sale. That was it. Hat drop. I was done. I sold all the cookies. I was so happy. It made my life. So if you are listening to this podcast and you want to make some little girl's life right buy now. Buy cookies. Yeah, go out there oh, and buy a cookies in front of some of store, cookies. especially yeah. when it's snowing. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I sold so- popcorn. Yeah. So you have this Boy Scout. So my wife and I were commenting on that, the difference between the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts will be out there for a half a day selling popcorn, and that's about all they can deal with. But the Girl Scouts are out there like rain, snow. Oh, give me that. Oh, it's true. Give me that. Oh, it's true. I sold popcorn. Don't tell me what I did. No, I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you my observation. I think it's hysterical. The Boy Scouts can barely handle like a half day selling popcorn. I trudged up and down, and then I had to go back with the wagon. I had to drag the popcorn around the neighborhood and like drop it off when I was done. It wasn't just a. Hi, I've got some popcorn. Oh my gosh. Now I this think sounds they like Brady's nightmare. Yes, which one's which one's worse? Delivering popcorn around the neighborhood or having to deal with everyone being a looky loo in your house at Christmas because of all your Christmas lights? Which one's a harder memory oh, for you? Um, well, the one was yearly. I mean, they didn't look at it. They, I just those are both home. yearly. Yeah, well, I quit the Boy Scouts. <laughs> the house, right, you couldn't quit was, Christmas. Right, I couldn't quit Christmas. <laughs> and the the lights, putting the lights up, and um. The worst was really driving behind somebody when I was like getting home because it'd be like, you know, my parents would be like, you got to be home at 10. And I'd be like, ah, and I'd be stuck behind this person. Probably like, some oxygen area. This is your fault. All these people are here because of you. Why do we live in a desirable neighborhood? <laughs> First world problem. I can't drive my own jalopy of a car home fast enough. <laughs> jalopy. Well, 1890s reference. Anyway. Well, no, I had a, I had, my first car was a 1980 Grand Prix with rear wheel drive, which was a not. Fancy. Not, well, yeah, yeah wow. it was not a great mm-hmm. snow car. Yeah. Um, and it, it had 250,000 miles on the clock when i got nice, it. nice. yeah uh so jalopy you know it wasn't an old stanley steamer <laughs> fell it full of wood you know but it wasn't too far off she uh she didn't get great mileage i'll tell you that <laughs> all right a couple of other events i wanted to mention too is this one i thought was funny so i picked this one out from summit tacos the longmont riddle bar crawl <clears throat> So Saturday, February 26th, 2 to 9 p.m. They encourage people to get there before, you know, 9 p.m. But, you know, probably better to do a bar crawl. If you want to do any crawling, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to do a bar crawl, you probably want to be there earlier rather than later. So 2 to 9 p.m. Ticket equals one team up to five people. And you get to go to a stop and solve a riddle. And then the next time you can get to the next stop if you solve the riddle. So on and so forth. Fun. That sounds great. Riddle solving gets slower over the course of the night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not good at riddles. You know, all I picture yeah. is like, I want to be the narrator at the riddle place to just go, you, my sweet, you must pick the blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. An African swallow or a European swallow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, there's going to be best costume drawing. And then there's also going to be a drawing for a prize for just participating. So that's pretty cool odds. Cool. Um, and then the world's tiniest parade in Mardi Gras party, February 26th at Abbott and Wallace. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where you know is I, that I, again? I, what's the tiniest? What's is it Abbott tiniest and Wallace, parade? Kentucky? Yeah, exactly. It's Abbott and oh, Wallace, Kentucky. Oh, okay. It's probably a conga line is what it is. It probably isn't even a line. It's probably like one person just <laughs> I feel going, like, I feel like Long Tucky is just always kind of having its own little party all the time. I think Some so, dude. Yeah. Some dude so with the Red Rider wagon. And, uh, I think that's all it's going to be. Really, all Mardi Gras beads just throwing them at people. It'll yeah. be all their regulars having their own little party. <laughs> oh, great. 
And then um, the other one, too, I want to mention is Boulder International Film Festival starts in two weeks. So Woo-hoo. there is a Longmont presence. So I encourage people to go out. Oh, and where are they showing? They're going to be over at the Longmont Museum. And cool. uh, just check in out the, the Boulder International Film Festival for details about when it's coming up here. Nice. So, yeah, pretty cool. I had an event to mention, which is the, um, I thought this was really funny. They do an art and sip series where, you know, you go yep. sip a beverage yeah. or whatever yeah. and, and do some art. But the, the next one coming up tomorrow on the 17th is paint. You're going to paint the Dickens opera house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I just want to go over there with like a roller and a paintbrush. Like bring a picture of it. You're going to like, right now. Yeah. I'll actually paint the Dickens. What color? What color did you bring, Eric? I'm going to do my sex in and teal. Exactly. Keep drinking. Keep painting. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah no thanks i don't want to paint that i'm already painting a few other things so yeah i don't want to do that but yeah i thought that was so funny <laughs> it's funny uh all right anything else that we have to announce or discuss other than you know girl scouts and boy scouts and let the yeah let get the your girl scout cookies mine are, mine are coming work. where are mine yeah. callie i want my yeah. i want my girl scout cookies if you're listening yeah. to this i'm ready exactly yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm supposed to be getting them delivered because I ordered mine online. That's a new thing now. Oh, it's true. It yeah, no, yeah. I went went to the store and did the credit card and everything. Thank goodness they have credit cards. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's also yeah. new. We never. That's uh, not dealing in cash. You know, they've got to be able to. It is. It's awesome. Pretty it's soon it'll yeah. be Venmo and other weird, you know, Bitcoin, other things. But um, we want to thank uh, Susan from Susan Samosas for joining us today. As always, we thank uh, Andy Epler for our intro music and David Cutter for our outro music. And we thank the listeners for hanging in with us with our painting wacky, crazy topics sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, complaints, whatever. Go out on Apple Podcasts and wherever you find your pod content and read us. Let us know you love the show. All you have to do is just go in there and give us five stars. Punch that about five times. <laughs> Life will be good. We're going to start competing with the Longmont Waste app. <laughs> got nothing on them. Go. Thank you all. Thanks, Eric.